Welcome everybody at the third episode of the Struggling Scientist podcast. This is a podcast by a scientist, for scientists, anyone science adjacent and perhaps even hobbyist. In this episode we'll continue our story about our journey towards science that we started in the last episode and we'll be talking about what we did as study and what we took out of our internships and we also have tips for people who are studying right now and want to choose their internship. Let's start! have talked a lot about everything extensively (laughs) besides like the actual studying but what was biomedical science you also did just biomedical sciences right it's called the same in Leiden yes what was it like to do the bachelor there um I felt so stupid when I first arrived like progressively as I went along throughout studies like already from like uh what's it called sort of just grade school to high school to college or university, I always thought like, okay, now I'm surrounded by even smarter people. Mm-hmm. Getting good grades and being like top of the class will be even more difficult and challenging right now. Until I actually came to the Netherlands and I thought like, okay, shit, they're actually much smarter than me. But I also feel like because in Aruba, we... Yeah, we have a different apo- approach to sort of studying and learning and what kind of classes we get. I felt like the level of our education wasn't up to par with the people who actually go into a university here in the Netherlands. But so you I, make the same uh, exams, right? Uh, yes, except for our Dutch. That was sort of simplified. Mm. At least that's, to my understanding, that's what I was told. Maybe it's not the case. Mm-hmm. But yeah... I sort of definitely felt like I had some sort of, uh, I was sort of behind everyone else uh, the first couple of months, years. I don't know where, well, not years, but months of like the study. Also didn't pass the first courses. Uh, I don't know whether it's just still acclimating to the Netherlands or just genuinely wasn't ready at that moment yet. Mm-hmm. Well, but it must have been a lot, a lot of change and a lot of... Yeah, and it's also that very first, okay, not the actual introductory introductory course, because that was like a week long and everyone passes that. Mm-hmm. But then we actually had the real course. And that's sort of the one, even like the first introductory less, uh, um, class for that. The, the person in charge of that course always says like, yeah, this, this course has like a higher fail rate than most courses. It tends to be the, the thing that most uh, starting students have a problem with me included mm-hmm. and yeah so that first course was a little bit more difficult and then the, i passed the second course and then i failed the third course again but yeah eventually we got there and you did all of this also in dutch did you have any language issues also or was that okay mm, i did have some language issue i'm pretty sure i didn't give like the best dutch sentences on the exams while i was writing but when I did pass, I did pass okay, like seven and eight and mm. stuff like that. So that was fine. But there were definitely some courses that were harder than others, especially in the beginning for me. I can imagine. Do you feel like the bachelor actually prepared you to be a scientist or at least for the PhD that you're doing now? Difficult to say. I mean, there were definitely courses that were useful but there were other courses like for example that really focused on 
how to pronounce the Latin words for body parts and stuff like that. And which is very vital information. Very in life, vital you know? information. And regardless of how you pronounce it in Latin, we end up saying femoral artery anyway. So, you know, that was a l large portion of time spent on that. But I mean, I do do some stuff with physiology. I'm part of a physiology department. So the physiology course was a big one. And I mm. think that was rather useful at the time. Okay. Yeah. I feel like my bachelor didn't focus enough on the practical side. I feel like in mm. to do a PhD, you also need some practical skills. And I wish they would have focused a bit more on that. But I can also understand that there's so many different things that you can do that you cannot focus on everything. And we did a yeah. little bit of things. Mm -hmm. But I always feel that, for example, when you look at the um what technicians learn during mm. their oh yeah they're much more skilled. they know <laughs> so much more about yep. what how you actually do a good experiment yep and what kind of controls you need and like what what the contents of a buffer actually do mm -hmm. i had no clue when i started add salt solution to other salt solution why do you add mm. sds to this one buffer and yeah. why not to the other one I didn't know when I started. Yeah, no, I agree completely. And also the biomedical sciences in like the, the bachelor at least as well also didn't do anything in, in that uh, sense. And also my internship, my first bachelor internship also didn't really teach me much. My internship was more focused on you're going to do some stainings on these breast cancer tissues and we're going to... Yeah, but the bachelor internship was only three months for me of which mm. one, one, one month was already just writing the report so it wasn't a lot. I literally had a delay of like a month and a half for my bachelor internship mostly because the tish, the breast cancer tissue slides that I needed to stain weren't ready yet so they weren't even in the university to do it so Ooh. I literally was just there like reading up on it. Wow. Fun. Yeah that must be annoying. Yeah. Every day I just showed up in a tiny room with other people who were actually doing an internship and going into the lab and I was just typing. Oh. So it was awkward. And they didn't have anything else for you to do? No. That's also just bad supervision. I, yeah. Well, my supervisor also was a clinician who wasn't Ooh. sort of associated with the department. They shouldn't let clinicians do that. No. no. He, he also, he couldn't even explain to me what a basic sort of H&E staining was. He was just like, yeah, you're going to do some stainings. And um, the, this technician over here can explain it to you. Okay. Yeah, well, I also had technicians teaching me things, of, no, course, of course. But course. yeah, that that's just very bad. They shouldn't let, the no. Yeah. No. So that was an interesting couple of... If months. I get a student and I have to help students, I make sure that they l learn a lot. And in a bachelor, of course, you cannot teach people a lot in two months, but still, they yeah. should have something to do and not just... Like, no, exactly. Like, actually learn something. I mean, that's that's what they're there and for. And if one thing doesn't work out, you come up with the next. That's your responsibility as a, as a teacher also, I feel yeah. like. Okay, so that was the bachelor. What about your bachelor, though? Well, like I said, I wish they had a bit more... Um, practical things we did learn quite well to, how to be a critical thinker mm -hmm. and how to uh find your own info which i think is in the end the most important because you cannot learn about every the subject that you might one day do a pc in yes so but did you also have like some courses that focused on how to use pubmed and well, not very specifically, actually. Mm. We sort of learned it during our course how 
to write a paper. Mm. So it was all part of this one course. And that was actually a course that we did in our first year. And it was quite useful. Mm. And then apart from that, we had like immunology. Uh, immunology. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I work on it, but I cannot pronounce it. Um, and um, yeah, just, just the different subjects one yeah. by one. And like learn... Well, I wouldn't say the basics because it's already quite advanced at, mm. at times, but sort of what you need to know of every part of the cell and the body and the immune system and everything. Yeah. Yeah, I also had immunology. Uh, actually, I did enjoy it. I don't know. I think that came more because of the specific teacher that I had, though, at that time uh, and for that specific work group. It was pretty cool. Uh, I actually wanted to do an uh, internship uh, for my bachelor internship with him or something in immunology, but... I couldn't find a position at the time, mm. so I ended up settling for that one with one and a half months delay. Yeah, well, looking back on it, if I would have to advise also people at this moment to do their bachelor, if you're looking for an internship, just start emailing people mm. because you don't actually have to... No, not mm. aggressive. everyone. <laughs> you don't actually have to stick to the few internships that they mm. have. And people in the science community are always so open to teaching other people. And it might be a bit more difficult if you're only coming to do two months of mm. experiments because then you might not be the most useful person in their lab because in the no. end, if they do it themselves, they will be faster. But people are so willing to help and to teach and they find it fun also to do that, that just emailing some random groups that you find that do interesting research, that's really a thing you can do that's also how i found my master's internship actually both of them i just looked online which groups i found interesting and emailed them and that's how i found my master internships sure i agree but there are especially for bachelors i do think there's a difference between how um, some principal investigators or researchers think about hiring or getting bachelor students mm -hmm. for the internships some people don't want to really invest all that time in like a very short internship true or some people are just more than happy to take on some internships and just teach people and get them excited for like the thing in general. Yeah, so. it, it definitely might be a bit more difficult as a bachelor because it's only such a short period. And really, if you do a longer period, like in your master internships, you also become a lot more useful for the person that you're mm -hmm. helping, basically. Uh, but I still think there will be people wanting to help you. And even if you just work with a technician on one specific thing, yeah. yeah, I always felt like when I was a director student that I was really imposing on people if I would send them an email like, hey, can you help me? But looking back on it now, it's really a thing you can do. It's like most most PIs and most PhD students, which you can also email mm -hmm. technically, are really open to that also. And they, they want to teach their skills mm -hmm. and show off, which, yes, show off. I wouldn't say show <laughs> off, more like help and, you know, actually show that they're qualified yes, yes. or know something. True, of course, but also like a little show off. Well, okay then. <laughs> so, um, the master. Uh, what kind of master did you choose? Biomedical sciences again, also at Leiden. But I was very vanilla. Yeah, but I did, for example, biomedical sciences, but with the biochemistry... Um, Specialization. So we got to choose spe specialization for our master. So in Leiden, we're actually different. Um, we we do have specializations, and you can choose a specific field. 
but there's a requirement of how many courses uh, specifically you need to follow for that field in order to get that specialization. So, for example, a friend of mine actually did the immunology specialization, but that required, I think it was at least one master's in that uh, sort of field and quite a lot of courses in that field. So as someone who didn't even know if I was going to stick in science at the time or what I wanted to research or what I was really interested in, I didn't want to like tie myself down to one thing yet. Mm-hmm. So I just talked to the research masters and, and the research biomedical uh, science masters. Whereas you could have also gone for the more, um, not entrepreneurial, but sort of uh, business side uh, as well of biomedical sciences. As well as there was, I think, also an option to try to combine it with medicine to a certain extent. Uh, I wasn't sure exactly how feasible or I don't think they were certain like how long this will still be an option. And I think... There was one more, but I'm sort of blanking on what exactly mm-hmm. that... But you went for the research one. Yes, but I didn't want to commit to any specific special specialization yet. Well, I also don't think it matters that much because most of the people I've seen mm-hmm. go for a specific master's didn't all end up in that no. field, actually. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And also, for our master's, we only had three months of courses, I think, and the mm-hmm. rest was all, like, scripty... Li- Literature uh, thesis. Le- thesis, exactly. Yeah. And uh, internships. Yeah. Two lo- very long internships, which was really nice because I finally got some practical skills in mm-hmm. that. Yeah, that's also one of the main reasons because you don't have that much time for the actual courses and you have mm-hmm. to plan it yourself. That if you wanted to do some specific courses and you need to do a certain amount of those courses for that specialization, then... It, it can kind of be awkward to plan sometimes. So that's why I often like, okay, I'm just going to do the courses that I want to do that I find interesting and also schedule my internships the best I can. Hmm. So i rather just focused on that. Yeah, I chose the biochemistry because I felt like everything is biochemistry because in the end you end up with these little processes in the cell that I find really interesting and how molecules actually ha- make everything happen basically. So I felt like with biochemistry, you could still go anywhere. You could still do immunology. Mm. You could still do neurology if you wanted to, which I didn't. But you could still do everything. Yeah. I don't really remember if, like, for example, Leida had a biochemistry option. I remember we had sort of neurosciences. Did you look at any other universities when choosing your master? Because you could switch, you know? Yeah, I know, I know. I also was considering that at the time. It's just, I was, I finally become familiar with... Mm. Uh, the LUMC and uh, biomedical sciences. I was like, okay, I'm yeah, too invested. Yeah, also stayed now. at the UVA. <laughs> I do know, like, there were quite a few people who stopped their from their biomedical uh, science bachelor and he switched to something completely different for their master's. Really? Yeah, actually, one of my housemates did that. Uh, not really. So he made the switch to bioinformatics. Not something completely different, obviously, but not different enough. Yeah. So. But his bachelor internship was already more with programming and stuff like that. So he tried to, uh, he really didn't want to be in the lab. And he didn't, honestly, knowing the guy, he probably shouldn't have been in the lab to begin with. So <laughs> Okay, okay. Mm, and you did two internships also? Yes, in the master's. Interesting ones. How did you pick it? Uh, so the first internship was, uh, yeah, I don't know if I should say it like this, but uh, it was more maybe this narrows it down too much, was actually at uh, the LUMC itself, sort of more 
based on uh, viruses um, and sort of medical microbiology. And uh, yeah, I don't know if I'm allowed to sort of say what my project was about at the time. I don't know if they're still public, you know. I did have to, for this specific internship, I had to sort of my, uh, yeah, not really manuscript thesis of that project. Mm -hmm. Had to have like a, I couldn't disclose the details of it. Ah. And I had to change the name of like the actual compound that I used to treat it with compound X. Oh, so, but then it must have been involved with a company and stuff too. I guess, yeah. Oh, interesting. Yeah. But basically the idea was that, um, you know, like that story of trying to make viruses uh, more resistant? Mm, to what? Yeah, treatment, like to different uh, compounds that would uh, target viruses. Okay. So, we but are there even treatments to treat viruses? No, well, a there, lot though. No, no, there are some compounds that can technically fight off a virus, uh, mm. virus infection. For example, in this specific group, uh, they actually worked, uh, funny enough, with SARS. Mm -hmm. uh, so SARS coronavirus, the original one, not the newest mm -hmm. one. Um, and for my project, I worked with a very distant relative of SARS coronavirus uh, of, that infects horses. Oh, bats. Oh, okay, no, horses. just a equine <laughs> artery virus, something like that. Sounds dangerous. Not really. Mm. Unless you're a horse. Okay. Which I cannot disclose at this time. But, so... Since it was a distantly related uh, family member of SARS coronavirus, uh, my supervisor himself was working on uh, actually making, I don't know if I should say this, he was actually making SARS sort of more resistant and essentially just exposing the cells. Sounds like a bad idea. I know, right? But so he infects cells with SARS and he treats them with this specific compound that has been shown to sort of fight off that sort of family member, the coronaviruses in general. And uh, essentially, you, you see what kind of mutations the virus undergoes, you sequence that, and see which, yeah, targets, which parts of the virus you can still target, which, which is need for it to become resistant. Hmm. Interesting. Uh, I yeah. did actually a, a similar thing with bacteria during my mm. bachelor in the ship where it made ampicillin-resistant bacteria. Mm. And then we figured out what kind of Mutations they got for, yeah. 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 Also not the smartest idea, but good. Yeah. <laughs> but so since I, being a simple uh, first year master student, I was definitely not allowed to work with sars coronavirus. Uh -huh, I can imagine. So I had to work with its equine uh, relative. Um, and yeah, we just gave it the same sort of compounds and uh, passaged it essentially long enough until it started developing um, essentially resistance. Mm. And then we sequenced that and we saw that it got like a couple of mutations and we were trying to insert those specific mutations into the uh, sort of the wild type version of the virus again and see if they do indeed confer the, the resistance and if we can target them. And we had two different compounds that were also kind of related to each other, very structurally similar. And one of them, it was weird because the, the virus gained complete resistance to one but we're, was more affected against the other one, or more affected by the other treatment than. Well, thank God. Yes. <laughs> For all those horses out yes, there. Yes, exactly. <laughs> so, okay. Yeah. But, Sounds interesting. Yeah, that was my first project. But uh, yeah, I always, my, my supervisor always at the time was saying, like, because I, I thought I was doing okay. But every meeting I was always, uh, they were always like, yeah, you need to speed it up. But they had like a high bar for 
what they expect from students. Uh, mm. So at the end, when I finally did give my presentation, they were like, huh, it was actually good. Wow. Um, so, yeah. How, how um, confidence, confidence building. Uh, yeah. Not very throughout the entire mm. thing. But I mean, when I actually had meetings, I thought I was like, yeah, th this is what I'm going to do. We talked about this, both me and my two supervisors. One of them was a postdoc and the other one was uh, a PI. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, I couldn't get some things to work or I wasn't doing it fast enough. Um, so I only, for example, I, if I remember correctly, we discovered five mutations and we were trying to get uh, different strains of the virus and incorporating the mutations, sort of just uh, strains with just one of those mutations, strains with two of the combination of two of those mutations and so on. Um, the farthest I managed to get was a strain with like three of the mutations. Mm. So we couldn't even get to the point where we got like all five mutations in. Um, and my supervisor was always saying like, yes, my previous student was doing all of this great work. And I was like, God. Uh, but at some point, you are also responsible for helping your student, you know, not just like telling them that they're not fast enough. If they're not fast enough and you feel that, then you should help them get faster. Yeah, I mean, at the end, yeah. It that was not a fun internship. That's what I'm getting here. No, at least not for confidence building. No, I mean, I learned a lot there and mm -hmm. it was a good experience overall. But I felt like that internship prepared me for my next internship because when I actually showed up there, I think my, my supervisor at that second internship had such a low bar from their previous uh, student that I was like, my God, I can actually leave him alone in the lab and he can actually do stuff and I don't need to babysit him. My God. So high bar indeed. High bar indeed. Well, I, I have to say some students you can really not leave alone mm. indeed. So yeah. Yeah. That happens. Mm. We are very excited to be able to introduce you to our new sponsor, Jenny AI. Not only does Jenny make our podcast possible, it also makes our life as scientists so much easier. Jenny is an all-in-one writing assistant that has everything that we have been missing in other AI tools. Yes, first off, unlike other AI tools, it actually finds accurate information in papers and cites its sources. It does not make things up and only uses real verified information that you can then also check the source of. Second, it's a writing assistant trained for academic papers and helps you write your paper by suggesting the next sentence or the end of your sentence. Or, if you get really stuck, you can ask it to write an entire paragraph completely removing the writer's block I so often struggle with when I don't know the right words to make my point. It helped me write an introduction to a paper I've been struggling with in half an hour. It even suggests which papers to cite. You can add your own library or search the entire internet for papers. Just type the add symbol to easily add a reference and it gets automatically added to the reference list. And the last thing we absolutely love is that it has an AI chatbot that can see your document and give feedback on how to improve your manuscript. Or you can ask it questions, such as what are the potential therapeutic benefits of dot dot dot, and it will search through the papers for you for the answer. I can only say that my stress level has gone down significantly since I started using Jenny. Check out the free version now at thestrugglingscientist.com slash Jenny, and if you love it, use the code SCIENCE20 for a 20% discount. So my first master internship, yeah. uh, I did in Amsterdam. And I worked on, um, well, the idea was to work on um, inflammatory bowel syndrome. Mm -hmm. Is he... I am not a gut person, by the way. No, no, I'm totally I'm not just, a gut you know, person. 
you keep the throwing end, more evidence. <laughs> that... I know, I know. I don't want to be a god person. I don't like the god. Um, but in the end, I did um, a screening for different compounds and how they affected um, macrophages. Mm. And if they would be uh, a bit anti-inflammatory or more inflammatory, and they had these thousand compounds that they wanted to be tested. Mm -hmm. And I was supposed to work on epigenetics, but when I came here, there, the project wasn't finished yet to start working on it, or mm -hmm. the PhD student who was working on it all of a sudden had said that they didn't want a student. Mm -hmm. So I was switched to a different project and I did a, a screening there. And um, yeah, that's where I sort of got my experiments, experience from working with macrophages. I was I sort that. of disappointed that I didn't get to do the epigenetic thing because that was sort of why I came there and that would have been super cool to work with that I think mm -hmm. but it was a, a fun um, internship and I think in the end the, the, the practical skills that you get are the most important yeah. from like an internship and do you know for that internship whether it would have been like sort of chromatin remodeling like chip sequencing or more methylation or? i think it was methylation mm. it was supposed to be methylation but i don't think that PhD student ever got it to work no fair enough so mm. well don't know exactly what happened there but all things considered an okay uh internship yeah and i was uh because i was switched so all of a sudden i was first helped by a technician and i learned how to qpcr and how to do rna isolation and all those mm. like techniques and then I could do them myself. And then I was, in the end, also sort of helped by a PhD student. And she was always so impressed by how many things I already knew and how well I could work on myself. So she always felt like uh, I was doing very well. Mm. That was quite nice. And I also really enjoyed that at the end of the internship, people came to me to ask questions about how to QPCR and stuff. That's mm. the most fun stuff, you know. Yeah. Yeah, it was a fun internship. I feel like I could have gotten more out of it but the PhD student that helped me in the end was also a half clinician mm -hmm. she was doing a PhD really uh, more biology mm -hmm. biomedical more in the lab. but she was a doctor basically so she also didn't have the most experiment experience with like the different techniques and that kind of things so I learned how to keep here and how to western blood and it was fun but I, myself, when I have a student now, I really try to teach students a bit more than that. Mm. Because, yeah, you have so much opportunities also. Yeah. And, uh, well, my second internship, I decided to go to Nijmegen. I just emailed a random group that I found interesting. And I uh, did an internship into mitochondrial functioning and the Oxfos complexes. Yes, I did Fancy. that. I know. I also thought it was very fancy and it was a really fun internship, but we had to make our own gradient gels mm. and that was such difficult work. It would fail so often and then you almost had your gel completely ready and then one bubble would come up through your gel and ruin the entire gradient and it was just so annoying. But and did you see many other people also making their gradient gels near you? Or yeah, yeah, yeah. No, the okay. PhD it's not that they secretly had a stash. No, 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 no. The PhD student that was actually working on these Oxfos complexes also had to make them themselves. Mm. But I really noticed in Nijmegen that uh, a lot of PhD students that were hired were only for three years, and then um, uh, they had to still work to get grants for their fourth years, mm. and they had to sort of manage their own bench fee. So then wow. it really starts to matter, like. Yeah. For example, if you make your own gradient gels. And I really noticed 
that during their launches, they would almost not talk about anything else than like how to, would they get their grant. There was even somebody who only got a grant for their first year and mm. then for the next three years they had to get their own grants. And it just became about money so much mm. that that's one of the most important things I actually took away from the whole internship is that I didn't want to worry about having to collect my own money for my fourth year or to collect my own money for my bench review for the next year. Mm -hmm. Because then you're just so focused on writing grants. And I, I don't honestly think that the PSG should be about that. So that's, I guess, one of the main things I took away from that internship. I did learn a lot of techniques there. Uh, we had sort of the problem that the PI back then was like really, really ill and died at the end. Uh, so I didn't get a lot of supervision from him. And also the PhD student I was working with, my super daily supervisor, didn't get a lot of supervision because he was most of the time in the hospital and sick. Um, so that was for her also really a struggle. And I'm really impressed with how she handled that and that she still had time to help me. Mm. And in the end, even a second student that I then got to sort of like teach all the things. But yeah, that was... Um, I think if that wouldn't have been the case, I would maybe have taken away more from that internship. Mm -hmm. But in the end, I, I just really am, am impressed with the fact that she was still able to handle it out all without really having a PI present a lot. And it was just her and a technician and that was it. Yeah. Yeah. And then after my internship, the PI died in the end, mm -hmm. which was really sad. And then she switched to a different PI. But... Um, yeah, I'm, I'm not exactly sure how that in the end worked out. Mm. So, yeah. She's back in Spain now, I think. Oh, okay. <laughs> and on that high note. <laughs> <laughs> yes, what about your second internship? Um, yeah, so, like I said, uh, mine, I, I sort of came there. My supervisor was a little bit more pleased with me like oh you can actually do some stuff nice do you, you actually learn some stuff from your previous internship because the previous student did he had uh i wouldn't apparently he wasn't really a fuck up but he definitely knows <laughs> yeah so he went out partying a lot of those uh, sort of student things and often would show up drunk so high oh, standards yeah so uh yeah I don't think he actually got a good grade at the end, but that's beside the point, I guess. Um, so yeah, when I showed up, my internship was uh, on mesenchymal stromal cells. And um, we were interested in seeing if we could use them to uh, improve sort of liver regeneration for liver fibrosis and liver cirrhosis uh, in a mouse model. So in that mouse model, we would give the mice... Uh, essentially a compound that would uh, do damage to the liver. Uh, from there, we would do a partial hepatectomy on these mice, uh, remove quite a large port, like 60% of their liver, and then inject what was left with those mesenchymal stromal cells and let them recover over the next couple of weeks um, and then collect tissue. Okay. So, yeah. And for those mesenchymal stromal cells, we had um, mesenchymal stromal cells that had a specific knock, two specific knockdowns that we were interested in studying to see if they made the difference for how the performance of the mesenchymal stromal cells was, since they can differentiate into different types of cells. So, yeah, they essentially just differentiated and helped deliver regeneration. And you liked that internship a bit more? Yeah, I mean, it was also a little bit more 
flexible, I guess, like in the sense because mesogonal stromal cells can differentiate into different things. So basically, I got to do experiments on cells that could change into chondrocytes, uh, bone, uh, but also fat cells. So I had to do quite uh, several different. That, that's how I learned to do an oil red O staining, for example. So I got to experiment with like, and they can even differentiate into neurons. So I just got to play around with like differentiating cells. Uh, and just seeing how they worked in general. Hmm. So Sounds a, fun. Yeah. Do you wish you would have any, done anything differently in, in your internships or how you chose your internships? Yeah, I don't actually know. Like for that last internship, I actually enjoyed it mostly because my supervisor was pretty cool and the project was pretty cool. And he gave me uh, some room to just think about the project and what I, what experiments I wanted to do. He was also finishing up he was literally in his last year about to finish up and he wasn't even really employed anymore so he was just showing up like in those last few months because i was there to help me out so he was a pretty okay. cool dude um but yeah in terms of what would i have done differently i do think that's important though to realize also when you apply for an internship mm. that you often speak with the pi but you should also maybe push a little to have a conversation with your daily supervisor yeah because your daily supervisor is in the end the one you will see every day. Mm. And if you don't have a good connection with them, that becomes really difficult. And not only for you, but also for the supervisor. Yeah. Yeah, but I don't really know how I would have done things. I, w I would say for me personally, my bachelor internship would be the one thing that I would have really tried to change, try to get a different bachelor uh, internship mm. for one. But also, uh, I think this is more of a really specific me problem. Um, for that bachelor internship, I, since I can technically speak Dutch, I understand Dutch, I decided I'm going to do this bachelor internship in Dutch. My, my supervisor is Dutch, so I'll speak Dutch. Uh, little did I know that I changed well, my person, not really personality, but how I speak to people. I become much more timid, much more quiet when I speak Dutch to people because I'm not as confident mm. with my Dutch. So also with like the other sort of students, I spoke much less or hung out with. So the moment that, that, that for me, the moment I uh, signed up for my intern master's internships, I was like, yes, English, please. Mm. Well, that's quite important to realize. At least you learned something from it then. Yeah. And I mean, it's, again, it's not that I couldn't converse in Dutch. It was just, for me, it was a little bit more awkward, especially yeah. in my bachelor's so still. That makes sense. Yeah. And you? What would you have done differently? What would I have done differently? Well, I, I also would have tried to actually have a conversation with the daily supervisor one-on-one -on -one, mm -hmm. instead of just with the PI. Um, I think that's an important one. And I think looking back on it, I, of course, now know that I could have learned more from it. Mm -hmm. But I think I already did quite good work during my internship. So. Mm. I did have the problem when choosing the internships that I basically found everything still interesting. And I didn't, well, except for neurology mm. that I really didn't like. And I also didn't really want to do cancer. I mean, cancer has some very interesting parts, mm. but then the biochemistry of cancer and not like the actual yeah. cancer, cancer. Anyways, there wasn't a lot that I would really exclude, especially at that point. And I did two very different internships in two very different subjects. Mm -hmm. And I don't, in the end, think that actually hurt my chances. 
But I think if I had a bit of a clearer idea of what I actually wanted, it might have been easier to find a PhD afterwards. Probably, yeah. Because, yeah. yeah. And also, it might have been fun to do something abroad. I had very personal reasons why not to do that at the time. Mm -hmm. And I'm very happy that I didn't do it at the time because I lost some very close family members um, during that time. So it was really nice to still be in the Netherlands and not be super far away or anything. Mm -hmm. But it would have been nice to have that experience, I think. Yeah. But if you were to have gone abroad for your internship when would you have done your first master's internship your second second we were not allowed to do it in our first master's internship oh, that's anymore. odd because actually in Leiden we were sort of advised if that if you want to go abroad for an internship you should do it primarily in your first one mm -hmm. because then you get experience abroad and then for potential PhD career options if when you come to the Netherlands to do your internship then you're if you want to stay in the Netherlands, of course, then you can potentially try to get your PhD position with your second internship already that they know you. Yeah, that does make a lot of sense because that's also one of the reasons that I didn't do it abroad because I knew that for my PhD, I wanted to stay in the Netherlands. Yeah, exactly. So then I was like, yeah, but how much sense does it actually make to now do my second master internship in America or whatever? Mm -hmm. But we weren't allowed to do the first master internship mm -hmm. abroad because I'm, the University of Amsterdam really wanted to do that that you did your first master internship in one of their own facilities, so like the AMC or the UVA or the... Okay. Well, point for later. I guess, Maybe, if yeah. If you wanted. I mean, yeah. You can still also do your PhD abroad too. Of no, course. of course. Yeah. Mm. It's more like you have, it's an added bit of flexibility. But, yeah, not necessarily. Okay. Well, nice. Yes. I think um, we would now sort of get to the point where we talk about how we got our PhDs and what we did to get them and like the story of our actual PhDs. And I think that we should leave that for the next episode. Mm, and, this, um, I think this episode is pretty long already. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So um, we'll wrap it up for now and we hope to see you all again uh, next time. Bye. Bye.